Good morning. Good morning, Beth. Good morning, Todd. Good morning, Maureen. Good morning, all of you who are online. What a great song of worship this morning. Thank you, Janine, for leading us. Thank you, Tyson, for reading that scripture. This morning, we're going to continue on our series on prayer. And we're talking about your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Now, obviously, we're starting with a bit of an illustration. So live stream people, don't, don't adjust your screen. I'm here with you. I'm, I'm speaking to you. But I'm hidden. I'm behind a veil. I'm behind the curtain. I can hear you sing, and I was actually singing with you. I can see you, but I'm hidden from your view. You can't see me, but I'm with you. Now, before I come out, just a quick show of hands. How many people heard me in the foyer say something to the effect of, well, good morning, please head into the sanctuary, I'm with you, and please remain seated until I appear? Okay, a few of you, there wasn't lots there, that's, that's good. I'm sorry, it was, it was a little bit confusing, I understand, sorry about that. But Jesus did a similar kind of thing. In the last verse of the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter 28, he says, I'll be with you always to the very end of the age. And then, like we hear in Acts 1, he just up and vanishes. They were looking into heaven and suddenly two men in white stood beside him. And somehow these men, they just, they just, they just appeared. And Jesus disappeared. And these men, we, we can only assume that they were angels. They, they revealed themselves. Like they, like they stepped out of a, from behind a curtain or something like that. Like a veil. See, I think if we're going to understand this morning the passage of on earth as it is in heaven, I think we need to get rid of the idea that heaven is up there. I don't like arguing with scripture. But when this was written, they didn't have the Hubble telescope or the James Webb telescope. They believed that the earth was flat. And above, that's where the heavens were. That's where the gods lived. And so a statement like Jesus ascending into heaven is, an, is a statement of him being God. They recognized that he was ascending to where the gods lived. But we know now that that's not where the gods are, that's where clouds are, and then space is. And as we explore outer space and go deeper and deeper and farther and farther into space, I think it sends us a message that God is farther and farther away because they haven't found him by looking up. But God is not distant. God is not far away. God is near. The kingdom of heaven is near. I would suggest that the physical realm, the earth, and the spiritual realm, heaven, are actually really close, around us, among us, but actually just kind of veiled from us. Heaven is, is actually so close that two men dressed in white could just appear. Jesus appeared just walking down the road. Jesus appeared just to his disciples in a, in a room. It was like he was there and then all of a sudden he showed himself. Heaven and earth are just a step away. It's just that 
heaven is veiled from us. This morning I'm going to suggest that praying this section of the Lord's Prayer is intercession. It actually means standing in the gap, or as I would suggest, maybe influencing through the veil, influencing behind the curtain, influencing the other side. So when we pray, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, we are saying, Jesus, make our world like the spiritual world. Make our earth like it is in heaven. So with that as an intro, let's stand together and let's pray the Lord's Prayer. We're praying the traditional view. You can stand up. We're praying the traditional perspective. I think it's going to be up on the screen. And let's pray this prayer that, uh, that Jesus taught us to pray. Let's pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Please be seated. Today is uh, focused on the last line of the first part of the Lord's Prayer, on earth as it is in heaven. It's, it's the first part is, is focused upward, or as I hope I illustrated, that it's, it's focused towards the other side of the veil, on Christ, on his kingdom. It focuses us on God before getting into our own needs, our own petitions, which come in the second part of the Lord's Prayer. Forgive us, give us, lead us, deliver us. The first part is about God, His ways, His rule, His reign. For those of you who are here or you listened online a couple of weeks ago, Maureen talked about this, and she explained that Jesus described His kingdom in parables, a mustard seed or yeast. It, it's not observable. It grows slowly and in harsh conditions. It requires a lot of patience. It's not political in the way that the Jews had hoped. It's understood by children, the fruit of the Spirit, love, doing the right thing are the ways to live in the kingdom. Repentance is the requirement for entering into his kingdom. It's both personal and inward as well as it's corporate and outward. And so today we're going to focus on the last part, the on earth as it is in heaven. It's the line that concludes, may your kingdom come, may your will be done. God's kingdom, his will, are fully established in heaven. The Bible describes heaven in lots of, of different ways. In, in Hebrews chapter 12, it's described as the great cloud of witnesses. In Revelation chapter 7, it says this, They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will dwell among them. They shall neither hunger anymore or thirst anymore. The sun shall not strike them, nor any heat. For the Lamb who was in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them to living fountains of waters. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. So in the Bible, we read about the glory of this heavenly reality. The full celebration of God and all of his magnificent glory. 
And then we know all too real, the intuitive side is just our earthly reality is a long way from the heavenly perfection. We deal with wars, we deal with injustice, we deal with pain, we deal with conflict. Those things are a normal part of our life that are not part of the perfect way of God. The, the root of our understanding of, of this earthly reality goes back to the, the book of Genesis, right in the beginning. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and it was good. There was this perfect relationship between God and His creation. But when sin entered through humanity's disobedience, it not only separated humanity from God, but it also affected all of God's creation. One could say that, that God was then veiled from us because our sinfulness and His because of our sinfulness, His holiness would consume us. And so the access point to God for the Jews became the law, the, the Ten Commandments, the, the rules, including sacrifices to make them right before God. But the law was incomplete. It didn't actually remove the veil. It didn't fully restore the relationship between humanity and God. It was only when Jesus came and gave up his life as the final sacrifice that he opened up and restored the relationship with God for all to access, simply by having faith in him. Those in, who believe in him were made holy and have direct access to relationship with God. Second Corinthians chapter 3 illustrates this. Paul is talking about uh, Jews who don't yet believe in Jesus but still follow the law. He says, But their minds were made dull. For, this, for to this day, the same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed, because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all, who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory, are being transformed into His image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. A veil blocks us from this perfect relationship with God. But when someone believes in Jesus, the veil is removed. But only the spiritual veil, the physical world, is still separate from the spiritual world. Earth and heaven are still divided until Christ returns. The veil is the gap or the separation or the, the curtain between heaven and earth, between the spiritual and the physical, between the, the sinful and the holy. And so on this side of the veil, we pray. We invite God's Spirit to come and to have His way on our earth. God, come and make our earthly reality like your heavenly reality. Transform us. Open our eyes and our ears to see and to hear you, not just physically, but spiritually. Christ, come back to earth and bring your heavenly army and fully bring the ways of heaven to earth. Completely remove the veil so that we can completely live in your kingdom as one with you. 
without divide between heaven and earth. Restore the physical world to the perfect relationship with you like it was in the garden in the beginning. That is called intercession. Prayers of intercession stand in the gap, call to God through the veil to have heaven influence the earth. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So as believers, we're called to intercede for our world because we are a part of Christ's kingdom. Jesus is is teaching his followers to pray. Because we are to pray, it means we have a role in establishing God's kingdom. God's kingdom coming, his will being done. And when we submit our lives to Jesus, he adopts us. We become his children. He is the king, and that means that we are adopted sons and daughters. And what are sons and daughters of the king called? Princes. Princesses. We are princes and princesses in the kingdom of God. John 1.12, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. Princes and princesses have authority. They have the authority of the king. When we as princes and princesses of the kingdom of God speak, we pray, it is not a wish, it is not a hope. It conveys the authority of the king. Daryl Johnson says it this way, to pray the Lord's prayer is to command, not to ask, but to command. We are to pray authoritatively, not as timid servants pleading with a master, but with a quality of confidence tempered with reverence appropriate to us as sons and daughters of the King. As we look at the Lord's Prayer, the verbs in the Lord's Prayer are in the imperative tense. They are forceful. They are assertive. They are commanding. Hallowed be your name. Come, your will be done. Give us, forgive us. These are statements. These are not requests. They are not wishes. Far too often we end up lacking confidence in our identity as children of God. When a royal prince or princess speaks, it is with the authority of the king. We can pray with authority. We can command that God's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. It is our role as princesses and princes in the kingdom of God to advance his kingdom. We want the physical world, the earth, to become more like Christ's spiritual reality, heaven. This is transformation in Jesus, what our church is all about. May our world be transformed to be more like heaven. The selfishness, the greed, the pride. May they be turned into empathy, generosity, and humility. May our worldly powers, financial, political, military, technological, be transformed to be in line with the ways of God. 
And if they cannot or if they will not submit or repent and step in line with Jesus, they must be destroyed when the perfect holy king returns. Sin is not able to exist in Christ's holy kingdom. There is an urgency for our world to be transformed. There is an urgency for our world to repent. And so we pray and we ask God to make earth like the perfection of heaven. But we need to understand what is and what is not part of Christ's kingdom so that we can pray, so that we can live in line with the ways of Christ's kingdom. Princes and princesses need to know the ways of the king. We need to know how to live as princes and princesses to advance Christ's kingdom. We can do this by knowing God's word, by listening to the Holy Spirit within us, by discerning and learning from other princes and princesses. With the authority that we've been given as children of God, we are to establish the kingdom of God on earth as it is in heaven. This is not done alone, not on our own power. We, we can't do it. We are empowered by the Holy Spirit. We are filled with the Holy Spirit, our helper. As we talk about God's kingdom, his will on earth as it is in heaven, we need to understand that Jesus has the authority. In Matthew chapter 28, Jesus says, All authority on heaven and on earth has been given to me. Now therefore go, make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to follow all that I commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the very end of the age. Shortly after this is Acts chapter 1, and he says, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the ends of the earth. Jesus has all authority. He has defeated sin and death through his resurrection. It is with the authority of Jesus that we go into our world with the power of the Holy Spirit. It is with the authority of Jesus that we pray your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Over the past uh, week or so, I've had a, had a few days where I was able to talk with Hakan. Uh, and he reminded me of our, our vision trip back in 2019 to Central Asia. There is such a small Christian presence there that he simply asks people to come and be light in the darkness as they are physically present in Central Asia. And so our, our team, we walked through the city, praying as we rode the bus, as we interacted with people in the markets and in hotels, believing that empowered by the Holy Spirit, Christ's authority would make a difference and transform his country on earth to be more like Christ's heavenly kingdom. And he sees it. He, hundreds of people have been baptized in the past couple years. New princes and princesses that have been adopted and are now going out to declare that his kingdom 
has come and his will will be done. I'll add one more thought about prayer. John chapter 17, Jesus prays for us. That we would live together in unity. It's a crazy thought. That Jesus, while he was on earth, prayed for us. The king prays for the princes and princesses of his kingdom. That we would be unified. That the world would know that Jesus loves them. That we would demonstrate to the world how to live heavenly by living in unity with one another. The ways of Christ's kingdom involve discernment, wisdom. It involves listening to the Spirit and discerning His will together in community. We need to submit our ways to the ways of Christ's kingdom. It's not that we can't see things differently among one another as brothers and sisters. It's just that we need to recognize that we have different, that the differences we have can still bring us together in unity. Paul talks about this as he talks about the different roles that it takes as we work together in the body. We have eyes, we have ears, we have feet that walk, but we are one unified body. And yet all those different roles work in different ways. In Christ's kingdom, we need to recognize that other princes and princesses will live out Christ's ways differently than we do. That's okay. That's not treason. That's just building a different part of the kingdom. In our worldly polarized society, we are too quickly to accuse brethren and sisters who think or who act differently of committing treason instead of learning about the other parts of the body of the kingdom and seeing where they are building Christ's kingdom. And so we have a role to play in establishing God's kingdom on earth as it is in heaven. We are dependent on God, declaring his authority and living out his ways in unity. So let me summarize. Jesus, heaven, his kingdom is not far away. It is near. We just don't see it. Sin has veiled it from us, but that veil will be fully removed when Jesus returns. As we accept Jesus, our eyes are opened to his ways, his kingdom. Because we are given the Holy Spirit, we can act and we can live and we can pray with his kingly authority as his children. And then he sends us into the world to transform it, to be more like his kingdom. And one of the ways that happens is by us living together in unity. So I want to invite you to intercede for our world this morning. I'm going to do it a little bit differently. I think you're up for it. Today, uh, together, we are going to, in a minute, we're going to stand, and we are all going to pray out loud together. Speak at the same time. God's big enough. He can hear. He understands it all. Speak out your prayers to God. He is near. 
He hears you. If you've never prayed out loud, a simple prayer declaring God's ways is all that is needed. A good prayer is, God, you are good. You are powerful. God, you are holy. And then intercede for our world. Something simple. Jesus, I pray for peace between the Ukraine and Russia. Jesus, I pray for unity in our church. Jesus, I pray that my neighbor would accept you. Jesus, I pray that, not a wish, a command. This is what I believe is in line with your kingdom. So, let's stand up, and I'm going to invite you all to pray out loud. Intercede for our world. When, it kind of, when the muttering kind of rolls down and it gets a little quieter, I'll conclude in, in prayer and you'll know then that it's, that it's done. We're always so quiet with this. Speak it out. Authoritatively command the heavens in the name of Jesus. Let's pray together. Jesus, you are awesome. You are holy. You are powerful. Jesus, thank you. Thank you that we can approach you, have relationship with you. And Jesus, open up the heavens. Come to earth, reveal yourself to those who do not know you. Restore our world into your ways. The corruption, the violence. Jesus, bring peace. May, may we be people of peace in our jobs, in our families. God, may we be healers. Help us to strengthen us to heal people in your name, with our words, with our touch. God, provide jobs to the unemployed. Provide healing to the sick. Jesus, may your kingdom come. May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Amen.